I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. I feel the three words coming. I'm excited. Yeah. So welcome to the Gold Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Ready or not, it's about to go up. Not down, it's about to go up. Now, I know I got some new viewers and listeners who are probably thinking, Gold Getter, what's a Gold Getter? I'm glad you asked. My logo, it sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. With the right mindset, you can go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind. And it takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. Success is the only option. Everything about my guest today says success is the only option. Now, I want to break down go-getter even further because I want a lot of you to know who you are. And we're living in a very cold, dark time right now, right? So I'm going to talk about mental exercises. I feel that you should be the first person to speak life into yourself. So before I break down go-getter, I want to share these mental exercises, okay? So when you first wake up, I need three positive thoughts. I share a few of mine with you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. This is when you first wake up. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we got a problem. But while you're in the restroom, look at that person you see in the mirror and say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Now, I do want to look out for y'all. So for those of you with families, um, I'm a, I want you to might maybe pipe it down a little bit. I done got cussed out a few times. 4.30 in the morning, it ain't a good deal to be like, I am great. I am a winner. You know, my, my son was, you know, my son was real young. My daughter's real young. I got kicked out the, out the house a couple times. <laughs> so we all want to wake up the babies. But that passion, even whispering, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. All I'm talking about is you making sure that you believe in yourself and speak life to yourself. Because if you look at the word can't, Take the T off. It says can. You can't achieve whatever you put your mind to. You look at the word impossible. It says I'm possible. And my guest today, before I even get to the breakdown of who he is, why Drake, the motivator, yeah. Nelson, say what's up to the people. Oh, man, we up in here. Ten toes deep. You can't see my feet. I hope I first. Oh, okay. I thought we had froze. I was about to say make sure that Wi-Fi right today, baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we good. Up. We good. <laughs> And even and it, and during, the ep- and during the episode, if we have any situation with Wi-Fi, understand this. It ain't stopping now. We're going to pop right and back in and keep it moving. Hey, we're going to double back like a boomerang. That's what we do, baby. Talk to him. So <laughs> before I actually dive into why Dre, I want to give you some background on who he is. This man, definitely, man, powerful testimony. And I want to say before I begin to this, you know, I just got to, it's on my heart to say, when I look at him, I'm instantly inspired because of his strength, his courage. Um... We're going to get to what he's going through now, but even through the biggest test of his life, he's just still speaking life into people and caring, still serving. And it's a very, very small percentage of people who have the, the courage to do that. That's how you know that he's actually not just walking, but he's running in his purpose. Now, let me get to him. So, why Drake the Motivator? He's an award-winning humanitarian and speaker, poet, author, certified life coach, and education consultant who activates different techniques to engage, motivate, inspire, and educate and empower audiences. His mission is to be a global leader in the motivation, coaching, and education industries, building relationships on passion for serving, living a motivated lifestyle, and striving for greatness. Now, he has over 20 years of professional experience, including high school and adult educator, management, leadership roles, marketing associate, financial recovery specialist. He has worked in industries including education, professional services, and I'm telling you right now, the list goes on. He's the author of eight books. And I want to start off with this, right? So you, you said it's how you got officially diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Yeah. He, he scheduled the event as far as the speakers, the speakers of conference in Atlanta. You already bought your ticket, though. 
normally somebody's gonna say, you know what, I need to start this. This is life threatening. I got a family. Um, I'm gonna miss it. And you originally say, you know what, you want to see who didn't have a ticket because you wanted to gift it to them. What made you, after everything you were going through, still come to the conference? Man, you know what? Let me tell you how crazy that whole scenario was. Because, so, you know, when I found out I was sick, I knew I was sick for a while, but I didn't think it was as serious as it was. So I went and had my colonoscopy. And when I had that done, um, as soon as I woke up, the dude told me that they found something. So he started talking about having surgery and a procedure and all of this stuff. So um, he said, I'm going to schedule with the surgeon. The surgeon is going to call you the next day. The next day, the surgeon called me. I go in. So the surgeon went and started to schedule the surgery to go in and remove the part of my colon where the cancer was. So I was like, man, that's going to be right around the same time as the conference. So the whole time in my mind, I was like, man, I got to work this out. We got to go to the conference. I got to go to the conference. So I ended up shifting my treatment plan from these individual doctors to the cancer center where they had all of my doctors up under one roof. So now I have a team of these doctors. So they start looking and they was like, oh man, we're going to, you know, we could get you in and start treatment on this day. So it was already kind of set that I was going to end up missing the conference. So in my mind, in my mind, I was like, man, I really want to go. So I'm going between going to the conference and, you know what I mean, starting my treatment program. But what happened was, they had to do a scan of my body. And when they did the scan of my body, they found out that I didn't just have colon cancer, but it had spread to my liver. Mm. And that, and that everything that we had planned at that point had to go up under re-evaluation. And okay. that re-evaluation allowed me the time period to be able to go on this trip. So I told them that this was part of my uh, treatment program because I needed it for my mental and spiritual well-being. Uh, and it just so happened that when I found out I had stage four, all of the procedures and everything that we had on the table was then paused because the cancer in my liver was a little bit more serious than what was in my colon. So after upon that reevaluation period, it created a gap that allowed me to travel to Atlanta to be a part of the Speakers Academy Conference. Wow, that's deep, man. So that I think so that I, when you got on stage, I was like, wow, first you just being there. And I was like, man, this was purpose right here. This was purpose because if you looked around the room, you mean the, the emotional, it changed the whole conference. That it was, You changed the whole conference, bro. It was like, it went from speaker's conference to feeling like I was in church, you know? Yeah. And then um, <laughs> when you got to speak, and I'm like, man, my, with the passion, and you knew it was no, you were so authentic. It was straight from the heart. It was straight from the heart. I was like, wow, God is really using him. You know, so I want to press the uh, rewind button, you know. So, when did you recognize, as far as you having that gift to actually speak? Man, you know, the desire to do it started when I was in fifth grade because I, I first time I heard Zig Ziglar speak, okay. and I knew how Zig Ziglar made me feel, and I was like, man, it's cool. I want to make people feel like that, but I never saw it as a possibility for myself until I saw Les Brown speak, and I think that's this my guy. Like, I think this was back in like 1991 when he was at the Georgia Dome speaking and he gave a speech. And then I started following Les Brown. The crazy thing was people always say, you remind me of Les Brown. You sound like Les Brown. So then I stopped listening to Les Brown so much because I'm like, man, I can't be the next Les Brown. So then I just kind of just start indulging in the industry. So it always was my goal was to be a motivational speaker. But in my 20s, you know, it just evolved into other things. You know, I got into the music and music creation, music production. I uh, got into, um, you know, poetry, writing books. So it was always uh, in the MC rim. And okay. speaking, is, speaking is just a slice out of that. I always say, you know, I'm like 50 MCs in one. You know how people be like, I'm an MC, I'm a microphone commander. Well, right. I say 50, I'm 50 MCs. I'm a mic checker, making cheese, moving crowds, microphone commanding you know, mass confusion, many come, most can't, most continue miseducating children, money. You know, I'm like 50 MCs in one, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm not just just a speaker or just a, you know, music, but, you know, that's just been a part of me ever since. Probably I was like, you know, fifth, fifth, fifth sixth grade, something like that. Okay. And, you know, you can't just keep throwing that MC around and not give us no words. You know, you got you to gotta know you got to talk to us. You yeah. got to give us a poem. <laughs> you got to give us a poem or something. You can't yeah. you know, do that around hey, you know too much. What? But I got a whole um, project that's coming out on my birthday this year. Um, okay. It's a book. 
it's a book and um and it's also a soundtrack that goes along with the book so i was in the studio uh on wednesday two days ago and uh i recorded six songs while i was in there and then i was in a couple weeks ago and i recorded five so i got a project that's uh that's coming out in about two three weeks that's gonna be okay and what's the what's the title of it from me to you uh from me to you bio yeah from me to you and the title is actual acronym so from me to you uh, if you take from firmly rooted, optimistic mind, me meditating every day to take an opportunity, you years of understanding, volume one, my life, which is many years living in faith every day. And then volume two, for me to you, volume two is the Poetic Express, which is more creative writing and poetry. The first one is more, you know, life uh, autobiography type, you know, um, little anecdotes, things that I've gone through, things I've experienced, things I've seen, things that help shape me in terms of who I am. And then the second one is more, um poetic more creative writing outside of the box and, and both of them have their own uh soundtrack that go along with it not the audio book we'll have the audio book too but this is a soundtrack of song spoken word creative pieces that will go along with each one of those books volume one and volume two so it's actually four projects you have two books and then you also have two um soundtracks that'll go along with those books so the That's first dope. one is coming up yeah so my question is, is that your way of saying that we got to wait to hear some poetic words from you? Is that your way of saying that? Or you say you're not giving us nothing? Because oh, we got to go get a podcast with Jay Black. We got to get some <laughs> type of exclusive, exclusive info. We got to get some exclusive bars or something. Yeah, I got you know I can I can hit you off with some uh, with some uh, exclusivity. As a matter of fact, I queue up before we get out of here. I queue up something and let y'all hear something really exclusive. So, okay, okay, great, great, great. So I want to know. At this point, just me just knowing people in situations as far as with diagnosis and um, normally they're, um, they pretty much shut everything down and work geared to just going up with their family and loved ones. What inspires you to actually continue just to actually just serve? Like, because you're well, just talking about, you just talked about projects you've got going on. I know you're still passionate about speaking. I see the content still coming. So what what's your inspiration at this point? Well, I mean, is cancer is not going to be the excuse or, or something that stopped me from doing anything, but it's going to be my motivation for doing everything. I never in my brain thought that cancer could defeat me. But one thing that it did was it put on, on my on my brain the fact that it's inevitable that we all got to leave here at some point at some time. So when I leave here when I'm 95, I want to have a trail of things that I can leave around that'll be here for 100 years from now. So I just really got inspired by the, the diagnosis because it was just a reality check that life is not going to be here forever. You got to embrace it. You got to live it. And you can make excuses or you can make plays. I chose to make, make plays, you know, and never make excuses. So, you know, I'm just motivated because, you know, the reality that life is going to end is, is a real one. It's somebody 155. I think you said 155,000 people died a day. I think that's something yeah. you said. I heard you say, yeah. you know, so, you know, a lot of those people didn't expect to die, you know. So for me, you know, I know that that reality is inevitable. I don't think about it as like, oh, cancer going to kill me. But I'm like, at some point, I'm going to have to leave this earth. And what did I do that made a difference in this world? What is going to matter that I existed? So I always think, like, what can I do today that's going to matter that I live 100, 200, 300 years from now? So everything I do is kind of constructed around building a legacy that would be, that would supersede my life because this is temporary everything beyond this is eternal. So I think about creating an eternal legacy versus just doing something. You know I, mean? I love that. I love that. And you just said it to it. Cause um, people are like, Dang, how are you just so excited all the time? Because I'm, I'm constantly fear lost. I fear lost myself. I just feel like I want to maximize every single day because I am conscious that 151,000 people die every day. You know, that's 151,000 dreams cut short. So I really feel that every day I wake up and say gift. So I feel a disrespectful to God. If I don't open up my gift with passion, that's why I'm so yeah. passionate. I want to make every single day. I'm a goal getter in every aspect of my life because I just believe that it's not about the end date. You know, we're born. We're born to die. We start dying as soon as we're born. Yeah. But it's yep. about what you do the time that you're here. And yeah. as soon as I instantly, people was like, "Dang, you kind of." They thought I was kind of insensitive. People that was around me when I heard when you when I found out what you had got diagnosed. I was like, "Whoo!" I feel the three words coming. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like. Ooh, the testimony he gonna have now when he overcome this, Woo-hoo. I'm like, man, this gonna imp- and he gonna impact the world. I tw- that's my first thought, bro. I was thinking bro, about the testimony. You. I want to think about bro, the test. That's all I was thinking about the whole time. To the point, let me tell you something super, super crazy. 
Let me tell you, let me tell you how what a faith walk really, really looked like, man. So I go to the cancer center, right? So now they give me my program, and the program is you're gonna do chemo for three months, then you're gonna have surgery, then you're gonna do three more months of chemo. So right now I'm looking at 612 hours of chemo because when I go in to get the pump, I'm there for six hours getting infused, and then I have to wear a pump on my hip for another 46 hours. So I'm going 51 hours every session of chemo. So I did the first session of chemo. It was bad, but it wasn't super bad. Like, okay, I could take it. I did the second round of chemo. Now, this was crazy. I'm in chemo. My wife is nine months pregnant. So I go to chemo on Wednesday. My wife has the baby on Thursday, the next day. So while my wife is literally giving birth, I have a chemo pump on my hip and my wife is giving birth and the chemo pump is going. Wow. They pull it and then next thing you hear is. So my son is literally being pulled out of my wife and chemo is literally being dumped into my body at the same time. I got pictures in the delivery room. This is just like a month ago. Six weeks ago, I got pictures of me in the living room with the chemo pump on my hip, pumping chemo into my body. So I go that Friday, I get the chemo pump off, right? So my, so I'm born my chemo Wednesday, my son born Thursday. Friday, I go back to the cancer center so they can take the chemo pump off, take the stuff out of my chest, take the tubes and all this stuff out. And I just wasn't feeling right. And something in my spirit was like, this is not the way for you, bro. It was like, don't do it. It was like, seek other options. It was just, it just got in my brain. It was like, it's got to be a better way. It's got to be a better way. It's got to be a better way. So the next time it was time for me to go back for my next chemo infusion, I said, nah, I'm not going to take chemo. I'm going to check into a naturopathic center in Colorado and pause my chemo. So she was like, all right, well, if you pause it, then you're going to have to come back on this day because I wouldn't recommend that you pause it two times because it could the progress you make is spiral out of control. So I was like, all right. I told him for the sake of argument, all right, I'll come back. I'll be back by this particular date. I knew I wasn't coming back because I spent a lot of money out of my pocket cash to be a part of this program. So I wasn't cutting it short. I'm going to ride it out. So I told him I would come back. I paused my chemo and I left and I went to Colorado and I just kind of went silent for like two, really ever since then, I haven't really been super active on social media I just kind of fell. I just kind of fell back because I was really just focusing on on the program. And since I got diagnosed with cancer, first of all, I went from two thirty eight down to one ninety nine. You know, so this is the first time I've been below two hundred pounds in like twenty years. Right. So first of all, I dropped that weight. I go to this program in Colorado. It was super intense. I mean, like very. It messed with my mind. It made me realize I wasn't as strong as I thought I was, right? So it was like, man, I need, I really need to work on my mind more because they had me out there, like, weak in some situations. Right. So I go, I come back. As soon as I get back, I have an appointment with the cancer center. Now they got to look at my numbers, and somebody's somebody going to be right, and somebody's about to be wrong. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the moment of truth now. Right, right. All right, we listen to you. I let you pause chemo two times in a row. Now you did your thing. Now it's time to look at these numbers and see what these numbers say. Right. Let's pull these numbers. I was ready. Doctor pulled the numbers. They do my blood work. They think I'm there for chemo. I'm not doing chemo. I just want to see my numbers. Right. They pulled my numbers. The first thing I saw was my, my white blood cell count went from, you know, it more than double. It almost tripled. I was in a vulnerable area where I was more likely to die from catching a cold than I was from cancer because the chemotherapy wow. had killed so many of my white blood cells. And the dude said to me one day, I asked him, what a, what's the biggest threat to my life? And he said, the biggest threat to your life right now would be blood clots or simple infections. And I was like, infections, are blood, don't have nothing to do with my cancer. Like, that's chemo. So in my brain, I was like, why well, I want to keep taking chemo at this extreme level if that's what's making my life vulnerable to death. So... Right. Ran the blood work. My white blood cells were, were back through the roof, normal. From vulnerable, you could die from catching a cold, to above the rim now. So I'm good on that. Okay. So then 
I looked at my cancer marker. My cancer marker went from an 8 to an 8.5. Then it dropped to a 6.9. And when they ran it, it was down to a 4.2. And 3.8 is within the normal range. So I said, man, if my cancer marker, which is the thing that kind of measures how much uh, of a hormone your, the tumor transmits into your blood. So the lower that is, the smaller it is. The, the higher it is, the more it's transmitting stuff into your blood. Then that used to mean that the tumor is growing versus shrinking. But mine went from an 8.5 to a 4.2 in a month. Whoa. Wow. Right? So now they, they look it up and they say, man, your, your white blood cells through the roof. Your tumor score uh, went from an 8.5 to a 4.2. I said, man, um, I want to do the scan. I want to see what is happening inside of my body because I had cancer in four places. Wow. Four places. Let me tell you how the fours work, though. So I just had my fourth child. This wow. year I turned I turned 44. I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and then I had cancer in four different spots in my body. Wow. Hey, this was crazy. I went on the retreat to Colorado, and I pulled up the gate 44, and I turned my camera on and said, man, I know this was meant to be. I was like, man, that's I'm right here. And that's definitely purpose. And real quick, I got to highlight a few things because something he kept saying that we're definitely changing narrative when he said his wife. His wife, she's looking at two married men, two married men who have four kids, who have four kids, and we're changing their That's powerful right there. And I think you paying attention, your, your attention to detail. Even with everything that's going on, you was like, wow, you put up to gate 44. That's crazy. And I got to yeah. show this, you know, because I'm happy about what I'm about to show you, and I'm feeling some type of way. So... Of course, you know, I had to support my guy, you know, yeah. I had to support my guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely make sure you grab this book. And he got more practice on the way, cultivating. Yeah, yeah, you see it, you see it. But I feel it some kind of way because when I opened it up, it wasn't signed. You know what I'm saying? So oh, I, need you know. I need a signed sign copy. I need a signed yeah, copy. I got you. I got you. I need a signed copy. I got yeah. you. And while we're talking about supporting, I think um, I made a post the other day, and I'm going to highlight this real quick because I talked about Showing love to somebody else's business doesn't take away from your business. Yeah, Unfortunately, exactly. definitely in the urban community, we got that um, that that mindset, that terrible thinking. Like we all can win, it's not for everybody. You yeah. know, that's why I want to go get a podcast with Jay Black. The main focus is me to serve it, put a spotlight on people I feel that are definitely go getters, whether it's a startup or they're already moving. And my goal when they come on, of course, is put a spotlight what they're doing, but also to speak life to, to them, to encourage mm -hmm. them on their journey. Because as you already know, when you want to achieve anything great, it's going to be ups, downs, twists, and turns. And even today, yep. yes, I got to, I got to go get a hat, go get a jogging pants, go get a shoes on. Even got my goal, get a pillow with me, you know, because I want yep. you to think about your goals. You want sleeping. But I'm rocking our guy, Brian Majors. I'm rocking Brian Majors. His stay focused, remain humble, and keep working. Keep working. You know, I love that slogan, so I'm rocking my guy. And I want to, um, I want to talk about this book. You know, I want to dive into this book. So, what number is this right here? Uh, published. This period. Uh, I mean, I, I just got books. Some of them published, some of them not. So, I think that's like the third, maybe third published one that I have out. Third published that, one. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to release that book until, uh, until next year. But what happened was when I got diagnosed with cancer, I thought I was going to have to have surgery, chemo. I was limited in terms of things that I thought that I could do. So my flexibility became more limited. So with that book, it's supposed to be a program, a book, a couple other things. But when I got to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't, um, couldn't do some of the things I wanted to do. My focus was, was what can you do? So my mindset said, well, if you can't do this, you can't do this. I was like, all right, we got this book right there. You can publish this book. So I focused on what I could do. And that's kind of how, I end up jumping the ship to publishing that book. Cause that book wasn't even next. That book was, wasn't coming to 2022. I was going to drop the from me to you series first, but that book was more personal. So I just said, well, okay, I'll just take a little bit more time to get my personal book done. And then I'm going to go ahead and drop this book since it's already out there. Cause you know, my focus was you got to do something. You can't just not, you know, let cancer stop you from doing everything and then make excuses for not pushing forward. So, you know, I just said, well, the book is done. The cover is done. I'm just going to put it out. So I just put it out. You know, I didn't, I ain't even really put a lot of uh, pre-work into it. I just, I just made a decision. And for me, it was just important just to do it. Cause I could have said, oh man, I'm going to put it out on this date. 
big marketing campaign. But for me, it was like, you know what? Just do it now. You can just do it today. Do it today. Just put it out. Just go with it. And that's, you know, that's kind of what I did. I think that's right there. That mindset is powerful. It's a lot of people, you know, they say the richest place in the world is the cemetery. Yeah. And the reason why is a lot of people take their gifts to the cemetery. A lot of mm-hmm. people are living unfulfilled lives just miserable because they're, they're scared to really just really act on their gift. You know, put yeah, their gift are. out there. You know, they, they procrastinate. And then yep. to the point, it's funny because, you know, like, before you know it, a year, like, we're about to be in 2022. It's mm-hmm. like this year just flew by. So time doesn't win on nobody. But one thing that's powerful with you is that you definitely don't have that problem. You act, you stay active. So I really want to know, What's your biggest takeaway that you want the people to take from this book? You know, really, even if you don't even read the whole book, if you just go to the back of the book and you just look at the steps that are on the back of the book, you know, even if I just said to you, hey, believe in yourself, adopt a positive mindset, find your why, set a goal, master focus management, don't compromise your goal, find your tribe, take breaks when needed and don't give up. You know, those are the chapters, but those within itself could be, principles that you could just stand on even if you don't read the book so it's really not about you know just reading the book it's about taking the simple principles that are in this book and applying them so it can enhance the quality of your life because you can read this book in a day but it's really designed in such a way for people to be able to use it as a tool and a resource and not like a page turning novel but you can read chapter one that says believe in yourself i try to give you tools and resources of things that you can actually do to build self-confidence so that way you can believe in yourself. You know, simple things like just thinking, like, what are you grateful for? Like, you know, writing down your blessings every single day or coming up with your personal mantras. You know, I got this one, like, years ago. I win at everything I do. Everything I touch turns to gold. My family is blessed abundantly. I am blessed beyond measure. You know, you say that every day, That those thoughts will start to sink in your mind. So it's really just taking the most basic thing and maximizing the most simple thing versus looking for the big, you know, crazy idea. Sometimes it's just executing on the simple thing is what makes all the difference. I think something you powerful said is just, you said daily day, every day, every day. It's consistent. That's mental health right there. That's mental health. You got to make sure that you protect your, your peace, but speaking life into yourself every single day, that's mental health. And that's actually going to propel your future to great heights because yeah. you're taking care of yourself. And if you really can't really impact yourself, if you don't got your anybody, you can't impact nobody else. If you don't got your exactly. mental together. Exactly. That's why my, that's why my logo go get it. You know, one finger to the brain, one to the sky with the right mindset, mindset, mindset yeah. is everything. Everything mindset starts is everything. with the mind. Mindset of a skill set. Cause a lot of times we think that it's about the skill set, but if you could be great physically, but your mindset is not there to put in the work that it takes to maximize your physical greatness, then you're not going to be, uh, reach your full potential i do have to double back in and cover and tell you something else too uh, okay. as far as so after i got my blood work back right my blood work had changed so extremely that i said that um you know i want to order a scan so i want to see what the cancer doing in my body the, the, my oncologist was like it's too early you know what i'm saying like we we should wait we should do more rounds of chemo first and then we should look later my surgeon when i talked to him you know, he's in the same building. He was like, well, I agree because he wanted to go cut inside of me, right? He was like, well, I agree because I need to see what is it doing because if I'm going to have to operate, I need to see what it's doing anyway. So I agree. So two versus one. So boom, they approve it and I get the scan. So I go on Monday of this week to get the scan. So they do the scan. They look at my colon. I got a, um, I got a tumor, a cancer tumor in my colon and I have three cancer lesions in my liver right so cancer in four spots right they did the scan and when i logged in to look at the scan because they they logged they did the scan monday i wasn't meeting with the doctor until wednesday but they uploaded the results to my portal on monday so i logged in and read my own results like i always do this how i found out i had liver cancer because i read my results before they even told me so before they told me i already knew okay so I logged in, and how about, I told you I had cancer in, in four spots. Yeah. Three of them were no longer visible at all, and the fourth spot had reduced by 70%. Wow. So, okay, now, so now i got to ask you this, Colorado. How did you get hit to Colorado? Hold on. This is crazy, though. Doubling back. Let's double back. Let's hit the big double back. 
Okay. When I came to the conference in Atlanta. Right. You remember that day when they prayed over me? Right. The guy who prayed over me, he went to a place in Georgia called Wildwood. Wildwood had a similar facility in Colorado that he thought was better. So he actually referred me to Wild to the Colorado. Wow. Look at God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I so, believe, ooh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say so if I wouldn't have found out I had stage four cancer, I wouldn't have uh I would have had the surgery, would have missed the trip, wouldn't have came there, and wouldn't have been able to find out about alternative routes that end up healing my body. That's crazy. So they didn't see three and then seventy percent menace, man. And that's crazy for you even to have the courage to even say, you know, I'm an act because that's definitely outside the box. And yeah. then you know, doctors, of course, we're, we're trained that whatever they say, you know, because they're professors in their field, to go whatever they say. Yep. But you said, you said, uh-uh, you know, I'm nah. going to try something different. So right. was your was your wife on board with this decision? Uh-uh. Oh, so we're touching on something serious right here. So, uh-uh. look, you know, I've been showing y'all, go get an academy, right? So 2018, got a wife. I got four kids. I'm the provider for my family. When I brought this idea, I was at a speaking engagement out of 25 kids, 23 hands were raised for his fathers in prison or just not in the household. And for like the three three months prior to that, people just kept asking me if I had a mentoring program. This is the beginning of me actually, 2017, middle, I actually gave my first speech under the title of Motivational Speaker. So 2018, so I said, you know what? I'm going to start this mentoring program. My wife is like, you know what? We got a wife, four kids. We don't got the funds. You know, how are you going to do it? But God, you know, I was like, you know what? God going to make a way, you know? So what's crazy is go get an academy, allow me to leave corporate America, even focus more. Because at the beginning, the goal was just to do the motivational speaking. But they say, if you want to make God laugh, tell me your plans. So a lot of times people outside of us, even closest to us, yeah. don't, don't get it, don't see the vision. But it's not up to them to get it. But a lot of us aren't yeah. wise enough or strong enough to say, you know what? Well, God gave me this vision. It's for me. It's personal. So you are obedient, and a lot of people are not able to be obedient. Definitely was a situation with a husband and wife. Yeah. So what made you, even though your wife was against it, say, you know what, this is it? Because I was doing the research, and she wasn't. I was mm. going through the experiences, she wasn't. I was talking to the doctors, and she was pregnant at the time, so she wasn't going. She wasn't looking those doctors in the face. She wasn't asking them questions. She wasn't experiencing the internal things that I was. She wasn't doing the cancer research. She wasn't talking to the naturopathic and holistic doctors. So all of those things that I was doing right. to save my life, she was looking at it just from the limited perspective of the information that she had. And I was taking information from everywhere. I would look at everything and all the research, all the technology, all the medical, all the blood work that I got from the cancer center. And then I would look at my blood work and then I would say, what drives this number? This number is super high. Why is that number so high? They said, oh, you don't have enough this in your body. Like, oh, okay, well, let me go eat that. Then I would go to the natural world and figure out what do I have naturally that would do this for my body. Then it's like, oh, man, this is too low. How do I boost that up? You need to stop doing this and start doing that. And then I would just switch it out. And I just created my own treatment program based upon what I felt was going on in my body, the information that I was receiving from them from both sides and I just brought it together. So I was the only person who was in it that deep on my on my team that was taking all the information, bringing it together. So when I made the decision, I had to make the decision that was based upon what the work I had done because nobody else was doing the work that I was doing. You know, I went vegan, you know, I cut out all meat, cut out dairy, cut out all, went on a zero uh, sugar diet. So I don't eat no sugar. I only drink water, lemon water all day. Uh, so I did a lot of extreme things that I was already doing to help heal my body. And right. I knew that I was doing the work and I knew I was disciplined enough to continue to do the work. And I knew that my body was being wrecked in a way that nobody else's body was being wrecked. So when they was giving me their opinions about I should stay on chemo, they weren't dealing with the side effects that I was dealing with at the time. So I felt like I had to make the best decision on what I could do to save my life long term. She's shocked now. I know she is. Yeah. Man, cause that's and that's man, that's deep because we even if we go to the Bible, you know, the man is supposed to be the head of the household. And I think in this time we get fought because not saying wrongly, but unfortunately, 
uh, overall, we dropped the ball. You know, yeah. a lot of I was raised by a single mother. You know, so um, they're so strong when they got a good man. It's hard for them to relinquish because they had to be strong so long. You know, I think it's certain people that are changing narrative. But being that 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 strong man of warrior we're supposed to be, I'm glad that you had the backbone and said, you know what, this is the best thing for myself, for my family. He made that decision. And yeah. the whole story to me is just now, because I'm thinking back to everything, what you just saying, as far as you making it to Atlanta, and then you meeting that guy, and then you just doing the research, and something you said that applies to everything. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got man, to this, do the work. Yeah, this you one thing. This one thing one of my mentors said to me, he said, I know you're a man of faith, but if you think God's going to save you, you're going to die, bro. You, know, right. so you, you can start praying right now for God to save you, but if you don't do the work, if you don't eat right, you don't work out, you don't take your meds, you don't do the work, you're not going to live. Like, that alone right. is not going to help you survive. So, you know, I, I, think, I... Yeah, go ahead. Real quick, just right there, and I want you to finish, stay right there, but that's right there is hurting people, too, that's super religious. The thing is, you got to put action behind them prayers. Yeah, faith so, yeah, God, God gave you the power of the mind, to use your mind, that you to actually move around and do what you need to do. So that's the thing. You got to do the work. So that's, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah, that is. That's, that's the key, is that you know, you got to have faith that the process that you're doing is going to work. But in the midst of that faith, you still got to do the actual work. Right. So, for me, so I went hardcore, though. I did stuff that the average person probably, they probably wouldn't want to do some of the stuff I did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I went to but Colorado. Your goals was different. My goals was way different. That's in the book. You know what I mean? These, these things came straight from the back of the book, man. These are actual principles. Set a goal and, you know, find your why and set a goal. You know, master focus management. You know, don't compromise your goals. Find your tribe. My tribe was the, the, the Speakers Academy because that's how I got the information to even find out about Colorado. Ooh, Take man. breaks when you needed to. Colorado was a huge break for me. I was out there, man, away from everything I knew as a norm, resetting my whole body. My whole physical composition has changed since since I went to that trip in Colorado. Uh, and then and real the last quick, one, I got it. Real quick, I yeah. got to jump in because right there, you said it right there. If you want something you never had before, you got to do That's something you've never done before. Yeah, and that comes into the point. As far as us even connecting, we both we both made a decision and invested into a speakers academy. Yeah, you know, and I was in the first round. I'll be honest with you. At the time, I really didn't have it, but I knew that this was a time with the pandemic. Me just looking at everything, I had to invest in my future. It was about my future, and me want to take my career to the next level because I knew, as gifted as I felt I was, knowing that this was my purpose, I had to really get connected to like-minded individuals and mm -hmm. a person It's one of my favorite quotes. A smart person learns from their own mistakes, but a, a wise, wise person, person learns, learns from other people's mistakes. Yep. Yep. So I know I need to be wise. Jeremy been through mm -hmm. so much. He's connected to the, to my guy, ET. I know that his tribe and with him, he's doing everything I want to do. Why waste so much money and time when I can be connected to this guy? And then the community, you know, yep. I got to meet great people. The community is just, we got a great community, man. So, that, that's definitely so powerful, man. And now my mind just racing because I knew off rip that the way our from our conversations before and just your you got a certain energy to you. I knew that you was gonna be relentless with it. You was gonna fight. You was gonna really go. If I say he ain't going down without a fight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So your testimony now, bro, you go, man, millions. You're gonna impact millions global. I already seen it before, but now, whoo, man, it's gonna be crazy. Them blessings. Cause I think a lot of times. God's put certain obstacles in our way to test to test our real. We really faith. We really that faith and is that, real. Yeah, that's what it's I easy said. To, go ahead. Yeah, because that because I said, why would I I build myself to be a certain way my whole life and go out and do this, be this for some other people, but I couldn't be it for myself. So it was like, God, you got to show me. If you're the motivator, then you got to show me. You gonna motivate right. yourself. You know what I'm saying? So this just gave me a chance to just show up as my greatest self. You know, show it. If you want to be the greatest, it says right here, if you want to be the greatest, it's in the word. Look at greatest. Great test. You can't be the greatest without a great test. <laughs> this, is, this is this is my validation. You know, you can't get there. You know, if I told you that, uh, that yeah, I coached a team and we went undefeated, and then you find out that the team I was coaching was ninth graders and we was playing against fifth graders, that ain't really no flex. You know what I'm right. saying? I right. tell you, I, I I was balling on the court, turned around and dunked on him, and you find out that the goal was six feet, and it, and, the, and the dude was my my six year old son. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't be great like that. Right. So if you got a great test, a great obstacle that puts you to the limit, 
then you know you could be the greatest version of yourself. I love it. I love it, bro. Now you just got me thinking about my wife. You know, my wife got diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis in 2017, and uh, that was a roller coaster for us. You know, because 2017, you know, at the time I knew that you know what motivational speaking as my purpose. When I was at a job, I was actually uh, the first black supervisor at this company. So, only reason I went for it because they all the older guys that should have been motivating the younger guys. They was like, man, this is a racist company. They never hire a black supervisor. I was like, okay, they haven't met me yet. So I wanted to really prove a point, you know? So I'm there, but at the same time, that, that, that word love, that word love can be tricky. You know, it can blind you. So yeah. a person that actually cho- told me about that company, who I thought was my friend at the time, you know, it was a situation where he should have been fired, but I had saved him, got him to my department. So it was another situation that happened. And since I didn't fire him, what happened? Fired me. Yeah. So... I'm the, uh, you know, MS is built off stress. So she got diagnosed that year. We didn't know at the time really what it was. So when she has a flare-up, she loses her sight and feelings in her legs. You know, so that alone, my two youngest kids, you know, got autism. And then the biggest t- hurdle that year also, refrigerator, you know, it got empty. I had to swallow my pride. I had to actually pick up the phone and call her grandmother, ask for financial assistance. So instantly, when I talk about, you, you mentioned why earlier. I got certain buttons. That's one of my wives. I can instantly think of that right now, just talking about it. And it's certain passion, no matter how tired I am, I'm going to get fired up. That's another yep. reason I'm so relentless. So you talked about great tests, great tests. Yep. That's going to test your character. And that's when that following year, it was all in. And look back since I've been growing every single year because I understand that. I think when I break down goal getter, I say adversity is a part of the journey to success. So we embrace Absolutely. it. Yeah, we never give up. Success is the only option. So if yep. success is the only option, our mindset is adapt, conquer, adapt, conquer, no matter what happens, because success is the only option. So, bro, right now, man, I'm so inspired, man, by your by your movement, man, by your story. And I know so many great things are in the way. I do. You talked about these principles. Um, be the greatest you. So yeah. that's slogan. I want to yeah. know, take me to where you at when, when that came, when that was birthed. Man, I was uh, I had to give a uh, um, a speech to this high school. Uh, it's probably like five or six years ago, and I was I was teaching. I was actually working for uh, this was probably about seven years ago, because at this time I was working for a university, and the university was you know higher education. So I'm, I was all in on you go to school, go to college, education, education, education. So this was before I became a high school teacher. And I was going to meet with this particular school that was an alternative school. And when none of these kids going to college, you right. know what I'm saying? Oh, right. <laughs> you said, I'm going to be behind you. Okay. <laughs> so that, that whole thing, that whole conversation was out the window because, you know, as a speaker, you got to know your audience. So right. I knew that out of this school, that if I, if I had that conversation about higher education and going to college, I may have been talking to out of that whole school, maybe three or four students. Mm. Out of that whole school. So my thing was, it don't matter what you do, you got to be the greatest you that you can be. And that was the title of that speech is be the greatest you that you can be. And I just mm. talked about how, you know, no matter what you choose to do, you got to go all in, you know, and I was telling him about how my pool guy uh, and the guy who does my yard, man, the dude who do our yard, he, he makes six figures. You mm. see him? You know what I'm saying? But the oh, art man's getting out there doing it all. But I'm like, man, that dude made six figures. And he, and he landscaping. And guess what? He loves to landscape. So uh, what he did was he started landscaping. Uh, he got um, the equipment he had. He was able to upgrade new equipment. Then he was able to hire somebody to use the old equipment. Then he kept upgrading, kept hiring people. And before you know it, he got people on monthly retainer who are paying him money every month and he's sending out other people to do the work and then he do the jobs that he want to do because he loved to do it right so now so that somebody, right there oh so right quick don't let nobody define what success means to you you got to define what success means to you man i was just telling the class i spoke to uh about a month ago um that the guys came out we was having a plumbing issue and i called this company called george brazil and george brazil got expensive so they came out, but they was going to charge us $1,500 a toilet. And we was getting three of them. That was $4,500. Right. So I said, nah, we ain't doing that. So dude was like, man, you know, I would advise you to get these things replaced, blah, blah, blah. And we ain't doing that. 
You, you got to find me a homeboy, somebody that can do this for me. I'll go buy the toilets myself, but I'm not paying. So it's like, well, you can look and, you know, I got a friend who may be able to do it. So the dude came over. I went and bought the toilets myself. Uh, and then the dude charged me $200 a toilet to put them in. Uh, he, he was at my house for like an hour and a half. I gave him $600. Wow. So I told the class, I said, if you work for an hour and a half and you made $600 for that day and you did that five days a week, that's $3,000 a week. Multiply wow. that by four, that's $12,000 a month. Multiply that by 12, that's $144,000 a month. And all you did was work an hour and a half per day changing three toilets. Ooh, and a fourth you know a year. Right. You know, and you making more than, you know what I mean, you double what your teacher's making, you changing toilets. So, right. so if you really want to get to the top of that, then you should be the greatest toilet changer that you can be. So right. with me, everything is be the greatest. You know, uh, my educational institution, be the greatest university. My publishing company, be the greatest publisher. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. students, be the greatest student. Teachers, be the greatest teacher. Your love principal, it, love be it. the greatest principal. Right. You know, I love it. You know, it, it, don't, it don't matter what you choose to do, you be the greatest at it. Once you decide that this is my goal, that's full commitment to being the greatest at whatever that is because everybody was created to do something different. You know, we show up right. at the restaurant and all the dishes are exactly the same. Nobody don't want to go there. Nobody don't want to eat your buffet. So we all got something different that we bring to the table. And if we focused on being the greatest version of ourselves, we wouldn't even have time to be worried about what other people are doing because our focus would be on maximizing our own potential. But most That's of us, right. especially in the high school space, we get so uh, uh, distracted by what somebody else is doing that we take the eyes off of what we should be doing to get us to that next level. Man, man, man. Ooh. I'm telling you right now, y'all going to have to press the rewind button and, and replay this. The audio will be available actually um, next week. And what he's going to do, I'm going to have Wydre actually send me the MP3 so we can include it in the audio of this, of this interview. If you can check out the exclusive. But I'm telling you right now, do not take this moment for granted. Don't take this this guy, this life changer, this motivator for granted. Everything happens for a reason. It was a reason for us to connect this powerful testimony, his book. I'm telling you right now, there's so many things that you can grab from this, but you got to make sure that you success leaves clues. So I'm going to say yeah. it again, success leaves clues. So you got to mm -hmm. make sure that when you have information, you don't just let it go through. You got to stop, take it, receive it, and apply it. You got to yeah. apply it. Yeah. There's so many things that even me and so like, our brands was kind of connected. Somebody talking about being the greatest. That's what Gold Get is all about. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? Yeah. And it's a win-win situation, right? Let's say yeah. I'll become the greatest ever. I'll just be one of the greats. But what it does is it stretches my work ethic. If that's yep. the goal, I have to operate a certain type of way every single day. Yeah. We talked about earlier. Both of us been talking about every single day. Every single day, you got to make sure that your mindset is a certain type of way. It don't matter what I'm doing. I'm going to go get in every aspect of my life. I'm going to go over and beyond. I don't care if I'm sweeping, if I'm with my wife, my kids, whatever I'm doing. I want to be the best version of myself. That's what we talked yeah. about, being the best version of yourself. Hey, but in, in in that statement, you said the most important thing. B is the the most important thing. Is B because you know what happens in our society, in our world, we get so caught up with doing stuff so we can have things. Right. We're not, we're not human havings, and we're not human doings. We're human beings. You and I can operate on a certain level all the time because it's not what we do; it's who we be. Mm. But if we were just trying to do these things, we would get exhausted and tired and wore out. But when you be, when you be what you be, then what you do is a reflection of what you be, or who mm. you be. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, so it's like we be this. Like this is who we be. Like right. this ain't what I do. I do this because this is what I be. You know what I mean? So my my actions are a reflection of the desire to be great. So it's all about what I be, and what I do is is a reflection of that. Oh wait! Oh wait! So I hope y'all enjoyed the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. I am going to include his social media information in the, in the posting of this. Make sure y'all stay connected to my guy. He has so many things on the way. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now what he said, be the greatest you. Be the greatest you. He said, when you're so busy and locked in on your purpose on being the greatest you, you don't get distracted by what everybody else has got going on. Comparison is the thief of joy. You got to focus on you and be the greatest version of you. And I'm telling you right now, 
it's going to be easier to smile. That light going to shine within you. It's going to go outward because you're being the greatest you. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. Yes. Yeah. I just want you to know that you're valuable. You're appreciated. You're loved. And you are a star. Step into your greatness. I've always seen who you are. I've always seen who you are. When you doubted your dreaming. Don't you ever doubt. I just want to take this moment in time to acknowledge you for being the greatness that you are. You are created to be great, so be who you are. You are a star. Yeah. You are a star. It's time for you to shine bright. Shine bright. Don't let anything dim your bright light. Your bright light. You were created to be great. The time is now. Why wait? Why, wait? Why debate Why or discount debate? yourself? Every now and then, gotta remind yourself your pure greatness elevate you. You have permission, celebrate you. Or yeah. the hard time, yeah, that's part of your story. But it feels so much better when you reach the glory. You a legend now, make your impression felt. Yeah. You a star, stand in your greatest self. Step into your greatness. Step into your greatness. I've always seen who you are. Don't you ever doubt? You are a star. Hey, I just want to take a quick moment to congratulate you for overcoming every battle and obstacle that has come your way thus far. I'm confident you'll continue to do the same. Keep your head up, seek a brighter day. Believe in you. Always find a way when times are rough, don't you ever fold. You're the new model. Perfect your mold, perfect your bold. Stand tall and believe. Reach for goals, stand tall and achieve. You deserve that. You work for it. All that pain and sacrifice, it's time to go for it. Set examples for next generation. Leave your mark by your demonstration. We got now, no time to wait. Time to do you, so go be great. Hey. Step into your greatness. Step into your greatness. I've always seen who you are. I've always seen who you are. When you doubted your dreaming. Don't you ever doubt. That's what you were created to be. And don't you let anyone ever tell you anything different. You have purpose in this life. You are special. There's no one like you. And you are pure greatness. You are a star. It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected www.jblackinspires.com